everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello. This is our movie podcast. This <laughs> in particular is our news edition of the show, uh, which we do most weeks. Uh, we didn't have one last week and that wasn't because of anything other than there just wasn't much news to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked, I tried to make a news show up and there just wasn't enough mm-hmm. there. But we're here this week. Uh, we got some stuff. We got sad, sad news to start on, unfortunately. But we got some trailers to talk oh. about. We got some uh, delays, of course, to talk about. That's every week. There's more delays because of the global pandemic of uh, misfortune. Uh, that's the censored name of the thing. But yes, this is a horror movie show, and we will take you on a journey over the next thirty or so minutes, oh. talking about the screams news of choice. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That was the worst introduction I have ever done for anything. Uh, so <laughs> we will start, unfortunately, with some some sad news, and that is that John Saxon passed away. Uh, this mm-hmm. news just broke yesterday at the time of recording. Of course, John Saxon, uh, horror-wise, Nightmare on Elm Street, Black Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Tenebri, uh bunch of B-movies over the years. Like mm-hmm. They did popped up in tons of stuff. And then on top of that, he was in like, other types of movies, of course, as well. Um, yeah. End of the Dragon being maybe one of his most famous. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because actually when I, when I went back and watched End of the Dragon, I'd seen it when I was a kid, but I watched it like again as an adult mm-hmm. in like my early twenties, and was surprised mm-hmm. that he is like the second main character in that movie. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah. you think of that film, you think of Bruce Lee, but right, <laughs> he, you know he is there. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was in his eighties. He was eighty three. Uh, so you know, uh, not not super young, not a terrible age, uh, but at the same time. Uh, always sad to hear and uh he's a bit of a, a you know genre legend so yeah no it's uh yeah i mean it, it's not unexpected like you know it's you know like a lot of uh you know uh like actors and stuff we, we grew up with are you know starting to get to this kind of age so it's you know not you know that uh uncommon but um yeah i mean it's always a bummer uh yeah i mean uh, yeah i absolutely love the nightmare movies and you know he's just like such a yeah huge big part of those uh you know obviously you know being in one and three you know the best in the series and uh and again like you said like he just pops up in you know tons of random movies especially kind of like you know other like b horror movies and stuff but he's always a delight it's always like you know whenever he pops up it's always like hey john saxon (laughs) you know it's always fun yeah, even, even uh, so, when the movie's not that good, he's usually a bright spot in the, the film. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's been, Definitely. I mentioned Tenebris, so he's been in, you know, Argento, obviously he's been in Craven stuff, but, you know, he, he's been in a couple of Bava movies. You know, he's, he's kind of worked with a lot of the yeah. big uh, directors. If I had to, I'm kind of shocked that he never worked with Carpenter because it's kind of <laughs> that Actually, era. Actually, yeah, he seems, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he's a perfect fit for that, but yeah. never never quite happened. So, no, uh he will be missed um it's just funny actually because i saw a, a, an article just a, like an hour ago i was browsing twitter and an actress from gone with the wind passed away today at the age of 100, 104 and i'm like jeez <laughs> all right uh jeez. so i mean I, I don't know if who we grew up with who's going to make it to that age where we're just saying hey they outlived <laughs> everyone else in that generation but uh <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Like a lot of people, uh, some earlier than expected. You know, I think I always bring yeah. up, I always bring up Bill Paxton as one who went early. You know, because he's only in his early sixties, but that's one Definitely, that kind of yeah. kind of hit. Uh, and this does too, but like mm. at least he's in his eighties. He's not in his sixties, so it's not as uh, like tragically young as as some of these yeah. ones tend to be. But 
Yeah, no, a, a lot of actors we have grown up with are getting to that age now where it's like, oh, they're all in their 80s now. So I guess mm-hmm. this is the sort of news item we can expect fairly yeah. consistently for the next while. I mean, maybe, maybe forever. The rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just at that age now where like, there's always people who are older than us who are going to be hitting this kind of age range who we're going to hear stories yeah, about. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's just that, that, that perk of in your, your... You know, with the exception of the odd tragic young passing, your first 20 mm-hmm. or so years... There's not a lot of deaths that maybe affect you that much because all the yeah. one, you know, because everyone's young enough, I suppose. Uh, but once you get that age where, nah, the, the actors you watched growing up are all 30 years older mm. than you. Or in this case, you know, more like 50. But yeah. <laughs> still. Uh, Unless, so. like, you're some weirdo who's, like, 10 years old and only watches movies from the 50s or something. That's true, but... yes, yes. I mean, yes, <laughs> your taste in movies might, might affect this, but... Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I mean, the equivalent of this, I don't know, is like a kid just now watching like Robert Downey Jr. Maybe so uh, when when Robert <laughs> sure. Downey Jr.'s passes, you know, hopefully in his his later years, but th- those mm-hmm. kids are maybe in their thirties, maybe hitting their forties. That, that's this is the equivalent in terms of age gap. I don't know, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a shame. Uh, so Nancy's mm-hmm. dad from Elm Street, uh, yep. and and he's in the even superior Black Christmas. I will add on. <gasps> wow. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. You heard me. Well, he's uh, hopefully he's up in heaven battling Freddy and uh, all other cut types of monsters. Sure, <laughs> sure. All right, let's talk about delays. Uh, not surprising. Oh. Everything's been getting pushed uh, to the point where why? I mean, why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> what happened? Uh, well the theaters are all closed tim i, I, I mean it's, <laughs> i mean as someone who's been forced to work from home for the last several months i feel like you have a <laughs> have a fair idea as to what's going on in the world it feels like i was just uh you know just hopping and skipping down to the theater to watch the boy too just yesterday <laughs> that was that may have been the last movie i saw in theaters oh that's so depressing <laughs> i think me too <laughs> that's so depressing no 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 opposite of a bag uh, a wet fart more like uh <laughs> so <laughs> so uh which uh, i believe that the kids call that a shark uh if, if, if mm. i'm getting the terminology right uh so a quiet Kids place <laughs> a quiet place part two was actually one of the first things that were delayed if i remember correctly because that was maybe that about out, right because yeah. that was maybe only like march april time and it was one of the first mm-hmm. things that were like announced to be pushed because of what was going on and back then it was like oh because the next couple of months there won't be anything out but you know they'll all be back for summer <laughs> <laughs> here we are in july <laughs> how foolish we were uh so it's actually been pushed back now to april 23rd 2021 which is basically a full year from its original release date just over a year actually because it was march 20th that was made it came out so yeah sounds about right so we'll see we'll see if we actually have movies back in theaters for for next april <laughs> uh it's, it's so funny because it was just this week as well that uh, disney pushed back basically everything in their extended mm-hmm. calendar back by a year all of the star wars and avatar films have got planned all just went back a year just by default so I... <laughs> I the the Star Wars one surprised me. I was like, wait, they I thought they kind of like, you know, I, obviously they're going to make new Star Wars movies eventually, but I thought they kind of were going to give up for a little bit. Well, uh, they, but... they had. There was like a two year gap or something like that. But it, the, their plan for the last like two years was always to have like alternating Star Wars and Avatar at Christmas. That was kind of the the game plan. Uh, oh, joy. <laughs> so that's starting a, a year later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to it half of that arrangement i'll look forward to every other year <laughs> okay 
the years that don't have Star Wars. Let me make that very clear. Yes, we, we, we get it. We get it. <laughs> Star Wars sucks. Oh, yeah, but Avatar is great. <laughs> Better than most Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Another hot take. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm full of hot I takes, think... then. I'll, I'll give you all the hot takes. Like, I don't... Uh, I, don't I do think, like... I I saw the first Avatar in theaters and like it was okay. it was fine like I didn't think it was great but I mean I didn't hate it but uh, it's de- it's definitely nothing like I've ever had the desire to go back and rewatch or see more of again like um, the idea of someone like being super into like more <laughs> Avatar movies like seems kind of weird to me but I mean I'm whatever. not really super into more Avatar I'm super into more James Cameron movies I think there's a difference <laughs> yeah uh so I I have faith that he will he will top the first one okay <laughs> i mean if it looks good i mean well I'll, I'll obviously see it at some point like i mean if it's if it has like a really good trailer and sounds cool like maybe mm. i'll go to theaters but i mean I'll, I'll see it eventually i'm just not like woohoo can't wait here's something you care about okay antlers produced by guillermo del toro <sighs> yes has yeah. also been pushed back it is now <laughs> Got a release date of February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, interesting. Everything's twenty twenty one though. That's just the, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then that's if they actually come out. They may end up being twenty twenty two, depending on how <laughs> depending oh on how things go. <laughs> I do wonder if there is a like. I I know that you don't want to put everything on VOD because eventually, when theaters reopen, you are going to need movies to show. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I do want to see this stuff in theaters, but, you know, part of me is like, you know, at what point do you just say, you know, screw it, VOD, 20 bucks, whatever. Well, I think there's a couple of problems with it. One is that some of the, I mean, maybe not these horror movies, admittedly, but some of the Mm -hmm. movies just fundamentally cannot make their budget back if they're not released to theaters worldwide. Uh, Like, like, I get like Black Widow not doing that, but yeah, like something like Antlers, like, was that going to be like a huge thing? The other thing, potential you know? issue is that some of these movies have like deals with the cast members where the cast, uh, like it has to be released theatrically mm-hmm. because the cast are like owed oh, the back end or like, there's, there's like contractual uh, obligations where they can't just say, oh, we'll just shove it to VOD. Um, interesting. Okay. Because uh, uh, in fact, one of the reasons why they suspect that New Mutants is still sticking to a theater release is because uh, uh, there's issues with like that fox already had deals in place that disney have to adhere mm-hmm. to and if they don't put it in theaters then something else i don't know I, I think actually it may just be that somewhere else has the streaming rights so if they don't put it in theaters they actually have to give it up to like netflix or something like that <laughs> they have to give it to Weird. a rival platform okay. uh, Interesting. I, I don't know how true that is but mm. so many things in hollywood get messed up because of weird contractual like ties and like a mm. web of shit that i, mm. I can buy it i could totally buy that it's, it's a possibility so yeah yeah so antlers is february 2021 quite a place to is april 2021 uh and speaking of more delays uh the conjuring 3 or to use its correct title the conjuring the devil made me do it uh, which was supposed to be september this year is now coming uh in june 4th 2021 okay so hey 2021's looking pretty packed uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> mainly because it's got all the 2020s movies and probably a few 2021 movies although at this point like i feel like we're just going to have 2020s a skip year and everything just get pushed back a year after that that's what it's starting to feel like yeah it'll mostly be 2020 movies and then like you know however many like zoom 
horror movies if they can get <laughs> off the ground. Hey, there's at least one NBC comedy that's going to be all Zoom calls. This is uh. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, comedy set during the quarantine. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's your delays uh, for the week. Um, <laughs> Edgar Wright has set up a project. Obviously, we're still waiting on his film Last Night in Soho, which is you know being pushed back <laughs> as well <laughs> uh, as we've heard. But uh, he's working on a film. Uh, he's going to direct Stage Thirteen for mm-hmm. Amblin Pictures. Uh, Simon Rich, who worked on Saturday Night Live, is writing the film. It's an adaptation of his short story. Uh, it was first published in Rich's collection, uh, Hits and Misses, released in 2018. Here's the description as we have it. The film follows the ghost of a silent film era actress that has haunted the titular soundstage of a backlot for decades. After a struggling director meets the ghost, they find an unexpected kinship and team to make their mark on the world. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> that uh that Edgar Wright's returning to the horror realm. Although this one doesn't actually sound that much of a horror movie per se. It's got a yeah. ghost in it, but it sounds like it's gonna be a bit more I don't know, friendly. Than... Yeah, like I mean that like uh, that last little bit where yeah, it, it starts talking about them teaming up or whatever. <laughs> like okay, uh, yeah, I'm wondering how much of it is gonna be horror ish, but I mean again, like I uh you know I like Edgar Wright so you know, pretty much down to check out whatever he's uh cooking up. Horror themed is maybe a better sure better descriptor. All right, next up, uh, Netflix has made a seven figure deal to acquire a short horror story called My Wife and I Bought a Ranch, and okay. it was a short story that was originally posted on Reddit of all places. Uh, wow. Matt Query <laughs> wrote the story. Harrison Query is writing the film adaptation, so. Yeah, so they're making a movie out of this. Jeez, uh, the, sto- uh, the story, <laughs> yeah, some just... crap you put on Reddit. Yeah, Jesus I should start writing short stories for Reddit. Maybe I'll get a <laughs> yeah. get a nice big movie deal. The story <laughs> involves a couple, Harry and Sasha, who find their dream house and a ranch in Idaho. He's a soldier getting back to life, and they bid what they can, which is a low ball offer. They get the ranch, but find that they are not alone. Soon they meet the neighbors, who inform them that there is a malevolent spirit in the valley. One that manifests itself by coming to the house in the same manner at the start of each season. There are certain steps that must be followed to keep the spirit out of the house. And the tension and violence grows with each gory ritual as the duel between the spirits and the ex-marine soldier becomes personal. Okay. Uh, Alright, I mean, I don't know, all these like kind of like online creepy pasta stories they all kind of sound like the same to me like it's always like some like weird ritual you have to do and if you don't uh, i don't know i don't know why like everyone is so obsessed with like these kind of like rituals it, i don't know it seems weird to me but i don't i don't know it could be cool i guess but you know nothing about that necessarily excites me too much you know because it, it just kind of sounds like the same online story <laughs> i've heard a million times i mean Honestly, at this point, for something supernatural, you know, spirit or haunting mm. or whatever, I feel mm. like you have to really wow me to get me to give a shit from a description because I'm so sick of sure. these movies at this point that this just sounds mm-hmm. like more of the same. So unless I see a trailer and it blows me away, I'm going to go into this with a, you know, prove me wrong attitude, which is maybe not how yeah. you should go into movies, but unfortunately sometimes you're just in that mood. So... Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, obviously, I'm very willing to give it a shot, but, like, 
yeah, just nothing about that immediately leaps to me like, okay, all right, this <laughs> sounds like nothing I've seen before and could be cool. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, like, um, maybe I'm just bitter because, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, like, why, why is this person, why is this random person getting, like, seven-figure <laughs> deals out of nowhere? <laughs> that should be me! <laughs> I'm a writer! <laughs> I post dumb shit online. <laughs> I, I want that many figures. So... <laughs> So next up, uh, seven figures. That's like almost a million. Jeez. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how 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 much do you think? Moving on. Seven figures. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Some may say it's at least a million, Tim. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> Mathematicians, for example, would say it's at least a million. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. All right. Uh, Owen uh, Lekinen's novel The Wild has been picked up by HBO Max for a film adaptation. So HBO Max are making movies now. That's something we have to contend with. Uh, Patrick Bryce, who directed Creep, is signing oh, cool. on to write and direct. The story is, it centers on Dawn. She's not a bad person. She's just made some bad choices. Wrong guy, wrong friends, wrong everything. But she wasn't expecting her parents to pay a boatload of money to ship her off to Out of the Wild, a wilderness boot camp with a bunch of other messed up kids to learn important life lessons. Don and the other cubs wind up learning a lot, but not what they expect for what happens in the woods isn't what their parents planned. Sometimes plans go very wrong, and this is one of those times. Suddenly Don is more scared than she ever has been in her whole life. Uh, but it's fine, because Buffy will come and save her like halfway through, and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so easy! So easy! Mm. Yes, uh, you know, she has the same name as a character from that show with many characters with different names. The hit television <laughs> show. Hey, to be fair, a lot of the names in that show are kind of weird. It's, it's, there's only a few of them that could pop up in all things. Like, how many Cordelias and Xanders have you run into? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, not a lot. That's what I thought. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the I, I mean, I guess that sounds like a, a, a an okay premise, and uh, I mean, yeah, obviously like creep uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, this could be cool. Um, yeah, it, 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 again, kind of depend. Like once you you know see or hear a little bit more about it, uh, I I do wonder if it is gonna be like maybe like kind of like darkly funny or something like in a mm. similar way to creep because um yeah just that kind of like setting and everything sounds like you know it, not something i would usually think of as being like you know very uh serious because uh, you know it, it kind of sounds like a you know like uh what you call it like you know boy scouts girl scouts or whatever like in the wilderness like oh okay yeah that might be kind of a dark comedy thing so i don't know it could be cool the um, book cover uh, looks interested. dead serious to me, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, I mean, the director's obviously the biggest selling point right now. The director of Creep is sure. the biggest selling point that it has, but we'll see, mm. we'll see, we'll see. Uh, mm. So uh, before we get to trailers, this one actually had a trailer as well, but the trailer's actually like a month old, so I didn't bother oh, okay. sending it to Tim. Uh, but <laughs> okay. I thought it was worth mentioning because it's got a release date now. It's, a, it's a, mm. apparently a slasher film called Open 24 Hours, and it's coming to mm. VOD. Uh, 
digital and DVD. I don't know what digital means, like, uh, you know, separate from VOD. I thought VOD just is digital, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's coming on August 18th, so this is something we might be looking at uh, come okay. come uh, late next month, early September, maybe. Uh, and director Patrick Reynolds... Oh, everyone disappeared for a second. Uh, director Patrick Reynolds... Yep. <laughs> uh, not Patrick, Padraig. It's a really weird first name, Padraig. Padraig. Uh, a paranoid delusional woman, Mary White has just been released from a mental hospital for se- setting her serial killer boyfriend on fire. I mean, that seems justified, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Mary, Mary suffers from severe paranoia and hallucinations. Her boyfriend, James Lincoln Fields, is a brutal serial killer known as the Rain Ripper. He enjoyed murdering people okay. and making Mary watch. After being released from hospital, Mary's vulnerable demeanor aids her in obtaining employment at an all-night gas station. However... Left alone to her own devices, her paranoia and hallucinations return with furious consequences. Things take a gruesome turn when customers and friends suddenly start turning up dead and mutilated mm. all around her. Mm. That actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, I like the uh, the premise. Sounds like a little wild. <laughs> like, you know, she's crazy, but then her boyfriend is also like a, a serial killer. Uh, so that, that could be interesting. And the I, I like the setting. Like, a you know, going to a gas station, like, you know, in mm-hmm. the middle of the night, that's always kind of yeah, creepy. And, uh, uh, hey, the, cool. the best uh, story in Body Bags, the Carpenter anthology. Yeah, uh, definitely. Was definitely the gas station one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, maybe good, maybe good. Uh, I mean, right away, it sets up this idea, for, for, at least for a portion of the movie, we're going to be suspecting, is any of this real, or is it her being paranoid? Is there really a killer? Mm. Uh, and if there is a killer, is it her? Maybe is she snapped and you know mm. she, she's hallucinating and, and doing things. I mean, yeah, it could. Uh, I I could see that going either way. Because uh, it seems like okay, then there's yeah, like a lot of cool stuff you can kind of play with where it's like, all right, yeah, is this real or is it in her head? But then it also seems like it could be, uh, possibly like a cheap gimmick to get away with like. You know, not like dream sequences, but kind of shitty, like, mm-hmm. you know, versions of things like that. Uh, so that maybe it could go either way, but I would say I'm at least intrigued uh, for now. Yeah. Well, I'll take us on to the trailers, starting off with the hotly anticipated Terrifier 2, <laughs> uh, which got a teaser trailer just yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, just over a minute long. And it's kind of a funny thing because this almost doesn't need a trailer. Like, all you have sure. to do is say, Art the Clown is back and he's killing people in gory, nasty ways. Mm-hmm. And we're basically sold. But uh, the teaser trailer does sort of set up the idea that there's a bit of a legend that's grown around him now. And this kid's like, oh, I never found that clown's body. He might, you know, he might come <laughs> yeah. back. Uh, so, now, what did you think of the teaser? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, again, we like the first uh, Terrifier movie, and this kind of just looks to be more of the same, which uh, I, I think for this kind of, like, slasher movie is what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't need them to break the mold, or, you know, I, I don't need, like, art origins, you know, or, like, some, <laughs> something dumb like that. Like, it just looks to be, like, more of the same. Like, like you said, art's back, and it looks like, you know, it's going to be just as brutal as the first one. Like, you know, there's plenty of blood in this and then yeah at the end you know showing him like you know kind of wailing on this uh you know girl that i imagine is going to be like the main character but i mean who knows but all right like, the, uh, the first one did pull a bit of a swerve on us with that yeah, like who the main character true. was going to be um but what was notable though is that the girl was also like putting his head into like windows and stuff as yeah. well so it was, it was quite vicious on both directions which i think is what makes the the, the film so fun is that 
not only is he mm. a complete bastard and everything he does, but he kind of drives whoever's like you know running for him to kind of like fight mm. back in like a a manner of ways. So, uh, same yeah. director as the first one as well, uh, Damien Leon. So, you know, should hopefully just be as fun as the first one. And uh, yeah, so mm. yeah. so yeah, you know, um, you know, I was already excited before, and then uh, it, you know, this is one of those things where it's like I don't really need to see or know more about it. Just yeah, once it's out, let's watch it. Um. Which I forget if they give a release date or not. But, uh, uh, no release date yet, but they are saying it's coming this year still. So I assume this is going to okay. be a, a VOD or uh, maybe straight to Shudder or something. I don't know. Yeah, seems like a, like an October release would be good. Uh, you know, especially for this uh, this movie. So mm. I will uh, be down to watch it when it comes out. Maybe we'll even do it on the show. I'm pretty sure we will. In fact, we did the first one last October Thon, so <laughs> doing the sequel when it's brand new this October Thon would be a a delightful <laughs> idea, wouldn't it? Uh, mm. All right, next up, we get a trailer for a new horror anthology movie called A Night of Horror, Nightmare Radio, uh, which is going to have eight short horror stories in it mm. uh, with a rapping device that looks like a radio host uh, who's telling mm. the story, seemingly. Uh, so the trailer, I, do you know what I'll give this trailer? is I thought it did a good job of kind of separating what the different stories were. I mean, I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say I remember them all. But it was quite distinct in the trailer that it was like cycling through stories one by one as opposed to just blah, 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 different things from everything that I can't really make sense of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there was clearly a story about a guy in a hospital. There was clearly a story about this, this like sort of horrific looking like creature in a house. There was clearly a story about a little girl finding something. There was clearly a story about some uh, it knockoff with a, a balloon. You know, there, <laughs> there was clearly different yeah. things. Now, I don't know if I necessarily like the look of all of them individually. Some of them looked a little mm. bit, you know, cliched or whatever, but how did you feel? How did you feel about the trailer? Uh, it, it's kind of strange because I do agree. Like, I think, a lot, like, it does, there was a lot of it that I didn't think looked, uh, like, great. And not necessarily, like, like, it, it just looks like kind of like, uh, like kind of cheap generic stuff <laughs> that like you know you see a lot of uh like mm-hmm. just randomly pop up on netflix that, that doesn't really interest me but um uh, maybe the the fact that it's it's an anthology uh so there's a lot of different stuff in it it, it did kind of intrigue me more than like yeah i feel like if it was just like a trailer for just one of these movies or something um so i i am actually like even though I don't think it necessarily looks good, I am strangely like into it. Like, okay, I do want to see this, even though I don't know if I have like a ton of faith uh, in it. It does seem like, I don't know if it's on purpose, but it did seem to like weirdly be playing off like trends of like the more popular, like Hollywood horror movies. Like you said, there's Mm -hmm. like, uh, like, uh, you know, again, I don't know if they're going for this, but it looks like a very obvious, like, you know, rip off of it. Like, you know, now that, like, whenever you see just kind of, like, a single red balloon, you know, like, drifting in a hall, like, at anywhere, it like, you can't help but think of it. Yeah. Um, if, if, there's then, ni- if there's 99 red balloons, though, then I don't think of it. I think of... Oh, sure. I think of yeah. 99 red balloons. Right. <laughs> yes, the the famous uh, pop song, of course. Uh, but the... And then, like, there was uh, the, the other one, like, where, like, this girl finds this kind of, like, creepy-looking doll in the attic is kind of giving me, like annabelle vibes yeah, yeah i can see it so like uh and, and again you know maybe i mean maybe these are all just kind of you know like generic stuff that it's not necessarily trying to do it but i did feel kind of strange that it seemed like at least a couple of the stories were like you know making me think of like other movies yeah 
Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say I'm excited either, but you never know. Maybe the actual filmmaking in each of the stories will be good. It's hard to tell, sure. honestly. Uh, and like and and you know who knows like even if it is like you know if it's eight stories like hey i mean if two are really cool you know at least that's something where whereas like you know a lot of movies there's just like nothing good from start to finish you know yeah this is coming out on september 1st on demand and dvd uh i'm usually i mean i don't usually bother saying it but you, obviously almost everything says dvd and blu-ray this does not say blu-ray it just says dvd which <laughs> artists are releasing something just in dvd in this day and age is bizarre to me uh it's happened like a few times like usually like usually it'll be like a smaller movie yeah uh but there has been like you know a, a couple of cases where i was like oh i want this i'm like huh only dvd all right but it's, yeah it's, usually it's because it's like some super small independent thing uh, it's just so weird because the on-demand version is very likely going to be in hd so it's just so weird that the on-demand sure. version is going to be higher quality than the the, the, the physical <laughs> version you can buy which just makes it feel redundant to me but hey ho hey not everyone's uh quality sensitive like i am uh, while we're on it, Shudder, could you up your bit rates, please? Maybe your resolution too while you're at it. Thanks. Thanks, sweetheart. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, every time it goes to a dark scene in Shudder, it's just pixels. You just see pixels everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm maybe, pixels. Why don't you adjust your settings on your TV? <laughs> uh, trust me, my settings are calibrated to the highest standard. Thank you very much. Uh, sure, sure. Calibrated. <laughs> you wouldn't know what good TV settings were after slapped you in the arse, Tim. <laughs> okay okay uh, i bet tim's got the motion smooth and turned on his tv and everything he's got he's got all the crap turned on what you like a non-smooth tv yes it's, just, it's not supposed to be smooth it's unnatural and alien and weird and fit for people who talk in the theater Okay. Because the worst. <laughs> and people who zoom in on their TVs to get rid of the black bars. You're all scum too. Well, I'm at it. Uh, all right. <laughs> final, final trailer of the week. Um, so we know we have Escape Room 2 coming up. We also know we have another film that I forget the name of, which was looked like Escape Room 2, <laughs> but wasn't. From but the it, director. Yes, Same director. <laughs> from the director of Escape Room. Uh, but we now have... That was like, uh, it was like hashtag something. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it hashtag escape? I don't know. It was, if it wasn't Maybe. that, it was something kind of like that. But... Uh, the escape room subgenre is booming because we have yet another mm. one to talk about here. Uh, this is Escape Puzzle of Fear, and it's coming <laughs> on demand and DVD. No blurry again. Uh, on August eighteenth, uh, we have a trailer maybe here. Maybe like, maybe all the factories that make Blu-rays are <laughs> shut down, but all the DVD factories are still open. <laughs> I don't think so. I, do I think it is? I think the DVDs are basically just so those cheap copies and like you know your supermarkets and stuff and and the and the bargain bins mm -hmm. that they hope people just people will randomly grab. Um, it's not for people like us who actually research and look at trailers and stuff. <laughs> we we know what to avoid for the most part. Mm. Uh, although sometimes people just have bad taste, which is uh, you know, also a thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh movie by peter jackson <laughs> <laughs> very good i was i was more implying you with the boy but yeah don't whatever um how dare you <laughs> yes so yeah we got a trailer for escape puzzle of fear hotshot hollywood agent matthew blake has a dark past he thinks he's on his way to a double date with his oldest friend to a new escape room in los angeles but when the couples are locked into the escape room matthew quickly finds himself at the center of a revenge plot meant to right the wrongs of his past with deadly results 
But what I thought was weird about this trailer is that it doesn't look mm. at all like an escape room. It looks more like no. a like a haunted house attraction, but the, the the haunted house is not a haunted house. It's like a like a, a police station and courtroom, mm-hmm. and there's like a violent crime that's happening. It, it looks more like a what you know, like a murder mystery weekend thing than it does an escape oh, room sure. to me. It, it looks mm-hmm. like they're, they're there to solve the case because it starts off in an interrogation mm-hmm. room, and then there's a the creepy courtroom set. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like an escape room. It feels like a, a themed mystery rather than that. But whatever. I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking. Yeah. Uh, what's well, what's kind of weird is the like one of the first shots they show the escape hotel, and I swear I've walked by that before because I'm pretty sure that's like a uh, an escape room that's in uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, and, and now I'm kind of wondering though, like, oh, I always walked by and assumed it was just like another escape room, but now I'm wondering like, or wait, did they build it just for this movie or was it just like the easiest, like <laughs> thing to just film? Like, like, oh, Hey, look, is it an escape room here? We can just film this real quick. Um, so now I'm kind of curious, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to necessarily just accuse them of being lazy based on the trailer, but mm. like, I feel like escape rooms in terms of like their their linkage to movies is kind of a, mm. a thing it's, it's not something mm. that just because we have escape rooms in the real world now that movies based on them are necessarily you know a, a cheap bad idea because i think the even idea the idea of an escape room comes from movies i, I think movies you know like saw or, or like other things a, any movie where it's a group of characters who wake up in a mysterious building or something and they have to figure out why they're there and try and figure mm. a way to get out that is essentially an escape room. I think the mm-hmm. problem is is that we're taking this subgenre and we're actually turning it into they go to an escape room. Oh no, it turns out to be really dangerous. <laughs> it's not just a fun game. Like Yeah. And that's fine once. I'm I'm not necessarily complaining that escape room exists on its own. But we have mm-hmm. now a movie that we confuse for escape room two, and now we have Escape Puzzle of Fear. So mm-hmm. how many more are we gonna get? Honestly, that's that's a little more like something like haunt to me than it did an escape room. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna that pick that much i mean uh honestly the acting didn't look that great the production quality didn't look that great i'm not i'm not excited by the prospect of this one tim i don't know about you no not really um yeah it didn't i mean again like uh i'll, I'll give it a shot like it'll be like i mean I, I'm, I'm sure it's like at least watchable but like yeah there wasn't anything about this necessarily screaming out to me and like and i do feel like yeah, like you're saying, like it reminds you more of like those kind of haunt attractions, which mm-hmm. I also feel like we've gotten a glut of like horror movies based on that in the last couple of years. So yeah, I remember uh, it, Hellfest or Bloodfest, whatever. They're, they're, well, both <laughs> of those existed, but whatever one we yeah. watched is the one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, the, yeah, there's Hellfest plus Bloodfest plus Haunt plus I, I think at least like a couple other ones. So, uh, and I'm not saying that's necessarily bad or whatever, but it just seems like you know that those are popular things and it seems like people are just like hey this thing is popular <laughs> so like like it doesn't seem like there's like a ton of thought put into it it seems just like hey let's take a popular thing right now and turn it into a horror movie like remember when they did that with fantasy island <laughs> like hey, let's take the most popular <laughs> tv show and, and put a horror spin on it no, um, no, don't say it too much because our reviewer that's not one out yet but let's say it too yet. much oh, yeah, jesus no. You know my fantasy was to have it come out soon. <laughs> I'm not here yeah. to fulfill your fantasies, Tim. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't anything about this that made it like stand out. Like, 
you know, to to kind of set it apart from other stuff and show why it like, you know, justifies, uh, you know, for it to be here. But who knows? Maybe we'll be surprised. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. So that is uh, the, the trailers. That has been the news. Uh, I will take this time to, uh, I don't know, promote upcoming streams after midnight content. Uh, we do have some Shudder movies that are getting reviewed that will be out over the next little bit. Uh, I believe tomorrow you'll be getting a review for, well, today if you're a patron, because it goes up a day early on Patreon if you're uh, a $5 or more uh, patron, uh, pl pledger, pledger person. Uh, but uh, uh, The Beach House is the next review coming out. And uh, we got other stuff in the pipeline. Uh, so uh, also we did we did a, our live stream just uh, this past weekend, mm -hmm. uh, streams after midnight, which is uh, happening because of Patreon goals uh, being achieved, and uh, it will continue to happen as long as we're over a certain amount over there. And next month is pretty much guaranteed. Uh, so if you did miss it, uh, there should, there'll be another stream a similar time in the month next month. Uh, no exact date yet, but it'll literally be a Saturday night, and mm -hmm. uh, fun will be probably be like closer towards the end of the month like maybe not the last saturday of the month but you know i, I think you know we tend to usually do it a, a little bit later but i mean if you yeah. you know uh we'll try to promote it more on the shows and then yeah if you follow like you know the our twitter or whatever various social media stuff uh you know we'll sure we'll bring it up again before it happens yeah it's our twitter at screams midnight uh <laughs> perfect time to promote that uh, and I mentioned Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash TV. Uh, the $1 tier, you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month. I was doing a, an extra sort of B-movie of sorts. And uh, the last movie we did this month was uh, Dead Heat, but that was actually the 20th bonus movie. So if you sign up now for the dollar, Ooh. you actually get like a whole back catalogue of, of reviews to uh, plow through. Some are, Wowza. you know, fun. Some of, the, some of them are like, <laughs> oh, we went too obscure with this and it's just too weird <laughs> to talk about properly. But, you know, sometimes that can be funny to discover too. So... Uh, go have a look at Patreon. And of course, uh, please do like and subscribe and all that jazz. Liking is super important on YouTube. Mm. It lets YouTube know that we're worth recommending out and more people will find us. It is the simplest, easiest, and cheapest way to show your support. Uh, just click mm. the old button. Click that like button. You know, Smash it. Smash that like button to sell like an annoying YouTuber. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just smash it. And hit the bell as well for the subscription notifications. Mm. Hit the bell. Ding the bell. Yeah. Ring. Ring Tim's bell. Ding mm. his Kick. dong kick the cat what <laughs> <laughs> dong has ding now uh that has been the screws after midnight horror movie news uh, for the week thank you very much for joining us we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies goodbye